Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of this recording. This is episode 35 of the Restricted Zone podcast. And I want to give a big welcome to my fellow co-host for this episode. Chris, introduce yourself, man. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing today? For sure, for sure. Jamar, introduce yourself, man. What's up, Colin? Thanks for having me today. Of course, Magic. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's good with y'all? Big facts. Lodge, introduce yourself, man. What's good, everybody? Yes, sir. And on episode 35, it's going to be a big basketball episode. We're going to touch on the NCAA March Madness for the men's game. And we're also going to talk about our own top five prospects for this upcoming draft, which the official date and the lottery has been announced. So I'm going to let Mar take away. Go ahead, Mar. Be the host. All right. What's up? Yeah, you know, so the two topics we got today is um, I'm going to go. We're going to cover championship game because I know there's a lot to talk about there. And we're going to get y'all top five NBA prospects. So I'm going to start off with Kyrie. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the championship game. But what I want to ask you is you had um Gonzaga winning, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. What I want you to mainly talk about here is why you had Gonzaga and what you see and what did you see? Uh, What went wrong against, you know, in the championship game that you didn't see happen yet to Gonzaga? So, um. That's actually a good question. So Gonzaga, for, for me, this past year, they, they just completely passed the eye test. And I know it was uh, – they played against a lot lesser competition than the WCC. Um, I don't think any other – like any other – any of those teams made the uh, tournament along with them. But I think I think Gonzaga really just had the talent. I've seen their progression from last year. They had their first uh, – this year they had their first uh, top prospect in, in school history. So I think – I thought the talent was just there with Drew Timmy and Kis- uh, Corey Kispert to accompany them. Uh, to accompany them. So they, they just didn't play the same basketball that, that we, we expected from them in the, uh, in the championship game. Baylor really came out and they jumped on them. And they, were, they were physical. They played fast and they didn't let – they didn't let Gonzaga get into like the the like the, the rhythm that they're used to, and they just they just kept the clamps on them all game. It was pretty hard to watch at some points. No, yeah, it makes sense because you know I had barely winning, and I'm kind of upset that they really that they won and I couldn't do anything about it. But Colin, I'm a uh, same question, you know. You had Gonzaga winning, right? I did have Gonzaga winning, and yeah. uh, and Chris was saying that on his show that uh, that they were really overrated. Uh, Chris from um, the Straight to the Point podcast. Uh, I honestly, and this is something I want to throw off you guys. You guys feel like Gonzaga was overrated, or did we underestimate Baylor too much? Can I answer that first? Go ahead, Chris. We underestimated Baylor because I didn't expect them to do that. Okay. See, that was okay. But okay. but also at the same time, we did. I'm, I'll say we had to Gonzaga because of their record and everything. But like I said, we never saw them play real competition for real. For real. Like they, I, I mean, okay. outside of UCLA, I think the only time they really really got tested was in the first round, was in the first half against BYU one time when BYU had the lead. But they ended up beating them by almost thirty. Mm. Well, because I was really like, you know, it was some great points Chris had pointed out to me. I want, I don't want to say Gonzaga was overrated in my opinion because they almost came close to doing something that hasn't been done since 1976, since the Indiana users. Kentucky came close in 2014-2015, but they lost to Wisconsin in the Final Four. But I honestly felt like Gonzaga, people are, now people are saying Gonzaga was overrated. 
I don't really feel like they were overrated. Maybe, yes, the weak schedule, like Chris pointed out, definitely played a part. But I don't want to say they were overrated. I just didn't expect Baylor to be that defense. Like, you had Davion. You had – like, they was hustling for the rebounds like crazy. They was, like, really going – Mark Watson was a big part of that. Exactly. The second his team, numbers didn't stick out, but he was like he he was the he was the huge like he was a huge part of that man. And I want to piggyback off what Kyrie just said. Literally, the second chance points, the offensive rebounds, and they took way more shots than Gonzaga. And grandly grandly speaking, they, all the shots that they took, you'd expect the field goal percentage to be a lot lower than it was. But those second chance and those offensive rebounds, the guards was hustling for. Honestly, like uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't expect Baylor to just dominate Gonzaga like that. Like, they dominated them. So, all hats out to Baylor. Go ahead, Mar. No worries. Well, you want me to answer that um question about Gonzaga? Honestly, yeah, Mar. Honestly, like, what do you think? You think Gonzaga is overrated or you think, like, Baylor was just – we really underestimated them? Like, we didn't think they would do that well. I mean, I, com- to be completely honest, I don't know how anybody could take Gonzaga after the UCLA beat. Like, if y'all were saying they were going to beat Baylor or Baylor had no chance, and y'all saw what they did against UCLA, when Baylor didn't have a close game all tournament, it was just, like, baffling to me. Knowing how hard Baylor defense plays, like, their defense is just different, and Gonzaga couldn't get anything easy. The only time they did score was when it was easy baskets, and they weren't even always converting them. And Baylor was just running on fast breaks and shooting. So, I mean... I would say people did underestimate Baylor, and at the same time, they did overhype Gonzaga. So I think it goes both ways, to be honest. No. I, I, I like Mar's answer, but I, I want to answer too because uh, he Mar put that in a great way. Uh, like a lot of people really didn't see Baylor coming, and I feel like I didn't really underestimate Baylor because I had them meet up with Gonzaga. Like from my bracket, I had them meet up with Gonzaga in the championship, and even that I had being a close game. But I got I caught on to a lot of Baylor's like role players, a guy like Mitchell Teague, who in the first half was going off. He seemed to get every bucket to go in for himself. And um, I under, I didn't really know much about guys like him. I caught on to guys like Mark Bartel, uh, like guys like Matthew Meyer, the shooter off the bench. Caught on to them kind of late because I was I was a little too infatuated, I guess, with Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler, their, their two arguable uh, NBA draft prospects. So I wouldn't say like I necessarily like underestimated Baylor. But I would say that like I, like a lot of the role players really stepped up, and I don't think I've, I I, did, I don't think I've seen them matching up with Gonzaga's. I mean that's fair. I mean I mean that's true. I mean like you said, they had two NBA draft prospects. It's not like you know they were scrubs, and then you know the bench. You know they all came in and did their job when it was coming, no matter the minutes or whatever role they played. So you know I got to give the hats out to Baylor's. I mean they played well. I, I will give somebody props, though. I will. I want to give Jalen Suggs props because although he came out the gate stinking it up, he finished with a pretty decent game. No, he – yeah. He, he, he showed me why he, he could do some of the NBA team, so I'll give him props for that, but that's about it. I mean, Lodge, I never even – like, so what do you think? You think Baylor was just underestimated or Gonzaga really was an overrated team? Just from your standpoint. I wouldn't <clears> – <throat> honestly – which I'm surprised you guys didn't bring it up yet, but honestly, I feel like if they actually would have played in the reg, like I guess you can call it the regular season, but like in, in, their, in their, their scheduled game was supposed to be like a few months back, but it got canceled. Now I think if they would have played each other before they saw each other in the championship, it would have been a lot closer game. 
which I predicted. <clears throat> but I told Kyrie plenty of times after I seen Baylor play, I'm like, I want to see them play Gonzaga because this is the only team I see that, that can run with. And for exactly. like, honestly, it's, it really isn't because of talent or pure skill. It's just the intangibles of their players. They, they're just, they're just, they, they want to win, period. Like they, they, they've been tested all year. They've been, they've been pushed all year. And unlike Gonzaga, it kind of showed. So, I, no, I definitely want to, well, go ahead, Kyrie, go ahead. That wasn't me. Oh, I was going to say, I really want to piggyback off what Elijah said, you know, about Gonzaga and how Baylor, like their whole defense, like, cause then Mar had, Mar even pointed out again, like the defense, you know, defense win championships. Like we've seen that at various times in sports, especially in, in the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning with the Broncos, defense does win championships. So seeing how hard and what, and what Elijah even pointed out was the intangibles, you can see how the Baylor, Baylor wanted it more. They, they was fighting for boards. They was fighting for rebounds. Like you can see it, the guards from one, there wasn't anyone on their team that wasn't fighting for a rebound. You saw three guys going up for, for a ball. So honestly, yeah, Paylor just dominated Gonzaga. But I'm going to swing it back to you, Mark. Okay, Lodge. Uh, did you have Gonzaga two winning? I did, but I felt indifferent about mine because later on, like, Going into the championship game, I, did, I I seen it going both ways, but I didn't see either team blowing blowing one another out, which was which that shocked me. So to answer your question, I had Gonzaga winning, but in my back of my mind, I always knew like it was a chance. But like I said before, like I didn't see either team blowing one one, one another out like at all. But I guess I got surprised. Oh, I yo, could I ask a quick question? Sure. If I want to hear it from all you guys, if they were to play in the seven game series, who do you guys got? And like, what what would be the uh, what would be the record? I'll take Baylor. <laughs> I, I, I mean, man, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'll so, take Baylor. Baylor. How many games though? I got like four, I got like four or two. Yeah, I would say four or two. Four or two. Four I'm, two. I'm, 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 I'm I'm gonna give you my reason why. Once we talk about the our, our load the next time, I'll give you my reason why after the next time. Because honestly speaking, I feel like just what Lodge once again referenced what Lodge said, the intangibles, man. Like you just saw just the effort, the energy. Like I don't see I mean, maybe Gonzaga will obviously step it up like the next couple of games if it was a seven game series, but I think Baylor wins four to two, like Lodge said. In my okay. I, I heard Chris say Gonzaga. Uh, why are you taking Gonzaga, Chris? Because at the end of the day, with a championship game, it was only one game. And like I said, I've even though Gonzaga really hasn't played any competition, when they met competition, well, against UCLA, they were they were playing hard. It would be a close series. And like I said, the national championship game is one game. You're talking about a seven game series. So even if Baylor does take game one, who says Gonzaga's not going to respond with that? Plus, like I said, Jalen Suggs had a terrible start to the game, but he but he and, but for Gonzaga, he took over the second half. So I know he can do that again. And again, yeah. I'm not and like with Baylor, like all props to Baylor, but I don't think it's going to just be. Hitting shots like like that, like they were, or that same stuff is gonna happen to Gonzaga. Because right. I'm I'm glad you said them. Because I'm sticking to my yeah. guns with them too. I would say I would say like a six or seven game series though. Because don't get me wrong, Baylor's tough, and I give them their props, like you said. Right. But I think Gonzaga is the type of team to where after a game like that, like like you said, they would have responded. They would have figured out what they needed to do, and they would have made so many adjustments because their team is versatile like that. Exactly. And I think. Guys like Drew Timmy, he would have found a way to get over guys like Mark Mark Vitale, who's a force in the paint, but he, he's only 6'5". Drew Timmy would have, in a seven-game series, he would have figured him out. 
Jalen Suggs. He had Jer- like different. He had shades of Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell on him. He would have figured it out. That's just how I feel about their players. Guys like Joel Ayayi, he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He does a little bit of everything. You need guys like that to win championships. And I, I, I believe, I just believe in the seven games, like in the seven game series, they 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 take it. Seven. I want to hear what you got to say, though, Mar. Okay. Well, everything y'all saying, I totally agree with because. Like I was saying, Jalen Suggs, he's like, you can see the greatnessism. You can see the greatnessism. I'm my bad. You can see the greatness in him. And great players know how to adjust when they go back into certain and different situations. And I believe he would adjust because, like Chris was saying, in the first half, he didn't start off well, but he was carrying them through the second half, but the game wasn't close. So I'm still taking Baylor in six, mainly because I just feel like they can't. No team can shoot with them. And most importantly, their defense. Like, the most disciplined team is, like, nonsense out of 10 is guaranteed going to win. Because when you're disciplined, you know what to do and you know how to do it because you're only sticking to your job. But when you have players that are, like, trying to go out the way or trying to do extra stuff, that's not really what they're supposed to be doing to a team. It can hurt a team sometimes. And when you can see when Baylor's up, they don't let up. That's why they didn't have a close game all tournament. So even though Gonzaga was coming back, they were still never, like, really in it. Like, they cut it down, but it was just like Baylor just ran it back up again. So I don't really feel like Gonzaga is going to ever, like, get the leverage in the series to ever, like, be up in the game. They're always going to have to be fighting back because Baylor is just so disciplined and, like, their defense is just a force. All right, all right. I like that answer. I like, I like all y'all answers. For I agree with There was no wrong answers. Listen, I mean, listen, Mark, Mark, I, I, you just throw on my shine, Magic. I, I was like, man, I had some reasons, and Mark pretty much gave what I was going to say, though. But listen, like, and then I want to piggyback on Mark a little bit more. Honestly speaking, like, like I said, hindsight is 2020. But man, when I was watching Baylor play, not to say Gonzaga didn't play with any heart or anything like that, I'm not trying to say that, but man, Baylor looked like they wanted it like i know some people might say oh those stuff don't yes it, i it really do matter like you can see and it wasn't just two players like this started the most well Kyrie said nba arguably their best nba prospects it was the whole whole team one to five to the bench each one came out hungry fire passion so it's like seven game series I, I'm, I'm gonna bet on that i'm gonna bet on that so that's just me all right, I like I like that. I like that. All right, All right. Um Chris, can I get your quick rundown on the championship game and what you what you didn't see uh coming that really surprised you about the game? Okay, so I had Gonzaga winning all the all the strength of what I saw from Jalen Suggs looking at the highlights from the UCLA game because I didn't see it live. I had Gonzaga winning. Now I'm not shocked that Baylor won, I'm just shocked by how they won or by how much they won. I'm shocked it wasn't a close game. Outside of that, though, I really I really didn't see any of that was really shocking. I mean, like they said, Teague and Vida were playing great. Davion Mitchell playing great for Baylor. I mean, Baylor was just getting getting all loose balls, just forcing turnovers, getting all the rebounds, hitting their shots. Like I said, the only thing that surprised me, though, was that it was a blowout. But besides that, I mean, even though Hagan Zach winning, I wasn't surprised that Baylor won. And, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, I'm going to start off with you, Chris. Can I get 
your uh, top five NBA prospects. Okay. So I'm not sure if all these people are, have officially declared, but I don't even know what order this in because it's not a lot. The draft line is not out yet, so I'm not sure where each player would see team they would go. But for me so far, I have, K- have Kadeh Cunningham automatically just off of the town alone. Hopefully he just gets his his mentality better because he definitely needs to. Uh, as I seen the tournament, definitely Jalen Suggs. I think he proved that he he could be he could be that guy for a franchise. Uh, is this in order? No, it's not in order because I don't know the, I don't know the teams yet, so I'm not even sure where they would go. But this is what I All think right. is the top five. All right, if I, I was gonna say if I gave you the teams, could you put it in order? I could, yes. This other right. number one, you said Kate Cunningham, but that that's Houston. Okay, Houston. number two belongs to Minnesota. Okay. And you still rolling with Jalen Suggs? I'm going to switch them. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So you would switch. So you feel like that would be uh, – so you feel like Jalen Suggs, he would be a better point guard for the uh, Wolves than the Rockets? I'm, no, Jalen Suggs will go to the Rockets. Oh. Then what about John Wall? He learned, He would learn under John Wall, obviously. But, but John Wall don't need to be there regardless. Okay, that's fair. That's so what do we met So you have a young backcourt with uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Suggs. Oh, I'm so cool, you, I'm cool with that. So you banking on KP and that would be disgusting. Mm. That would be disgusting. I'll, I'll, I will grow with that. I will want. I will want to see it develop. No, no, no. I, I, I agree crazy. with you. I agree with you. That's why I said. Mm, I I didn't see that one. I didn't expect that one. Okay. All right, I like I it. They got in here to go to Minnesota because they need a wing player, and they have Anthony. They just need a wing player again. I would love Kade with the Wolves because you could put him at the one, put D'Lo at the two, then you could put Anthony Edwards at the three because he's big and strong enough to play. Hell no, bro. He's been playing that this season, though. He's been playing the three this season, though. And he's looked like he's been doing pretty well with that. So, honestly speaking, put Kade at the one, D'Lo at the two because I feel like D'Lo is better off as a two because he's really a two. The point is he shouldn't. He doesn't need to go there, bro. No. Yeah, that's not happening. They drafted Mobley, if anything. Wait, wait. They drafted Mobley. Anybody that go there is going to be the bad position for real, though. So you got, you just got to say forget it. I'm anybody that go there is going to be a bad, in a bad position. Bro, if anybody's going there, they're going to be in a bad position. Well, he don't got a choice if they got the number one pick. And it makes sense for today to be that guy because they cat at the five and at the three. I don't know who would play the four for the Wolves. I'm not really sure about that, but... Leaving, I mean, I, I see what they're saying, but in a situation like that, you got to pick best available. That's what I'm exactly. saying. Today at the one, uh, D Low at the two, you put Andy at the three. I don't know who's gonna play four for the Wolves, and then Cat at the five. And then that's a young now. I don't know whether or not they'll make the playoffs in the next, they'll make it in the next three years. I don't see why not. Next two or three years, yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> all right. yeah, all right. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're gonna find a way to mess it up somehow. Two or three. I'm just giving them three years max. If they do draft today, it's three years max. I'm giving them three years max. But go ahead, right. Yeah, can we get – get back to uh, – I wanted to get back to Chris' uh, list. All right, Chris. Number three is Detroit. Three? Yeah, number three is Detroit. He's going to be third. All right. I got All right, so I got it. So I'm going to go with Miles McBride out of West Virginia. Number three is Detroit. Uh, okay. Wait, you want – like, are we talking, like, third pick? He's I'm listening based off team Colin. Oh, okay, but Miles McBride that high? I don't know. 
Okay, well, when it's your turn, you can pick somewhere else. Okay, number four is Orlando. Mm. Okay, I'm going to switch that now, actually. I'm going to switch that now. Uh, I'm going to say McBride to Orlando, and I want Kofi. What's his name? Kurt, you know what Kofi's last name from Illinois? Kofi Coburn. I want Kofi Coburn to go to I'm a, number three. To Detroit. Okay. And That's then fifth, fifth is Cleveland. That's another tough one. That's another tough one because I'm just thinking guard, but I'm and I don't want to pick a big. But they have young players everywhere. That's just kind of like that's just another best available. So based off of who I'm a fan of, I would say Cameron Thomas. Based, just based off of me being a fan of him. Or if not Cameron Thomas, I would go with um Frank Wagner, actually, from Michigan. Or Isaiah Levers, one of them. Just a wing player, for real, for real. Okay, Lodge. Do you want me to read off the teams, or do you have, like... You can read off the teams. Number one, Houston Rockets. I got K going one. Number two, Tim, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. I got Evan Mobley from USC. Okay. Number, number three is the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I can see Suggs going there, but he, I honestly, as a matter of fact, I, I, I can throw Suggs there. Orlando Magic, number four. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I got to pick college ball players or I can play, pick, pick the. Uh, no, you can pick anybody that's eligible. Like the best prospects, you yeah, our prospects, five prospects in this draft. Oh, actually, if that if that's the case, so I was gonna get dropped. Though. So number three, I got uh, Jalen Green. Oh, you gotta feel you gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. Out of the two Jalen's, I prefer Jalen Suggs, but I don't dislike Jalen Green. I don't like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then number four. Oh, I know my bad. Oh yeah, you should Y'all gonna hate me. All right, so number five, I got Suggs going five, and I got Kaminga going four. I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. I mean, because I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. So, what I was gonna say about Suggs earlier, if y'all noticed it, like low key, he's like in crunch time, he's not the best player on the court on his team. If you notice it. Hmm. Because if you watch, if you watch in the, U, in, in, in the UCLA game, and at the end of the fourth quarter, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, the OT, who was going crazy? Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy went scored the first six points of overtime and and set the tone. No, he did. Only thing Suggs did was hit hit the little half court John. It was tough. It's not lit. Oh, bro, bro, he didn't do anything the whole. OT. If it no, wasn't you, you, you offensively, right. offensively, you he didn't right. do anything. Defensively, he made some on nice defense. He, on defense, he was doing his thing. It was just offensively, he was. But again, so back to my it point. Back, back to my point, though. Back to my point, though. All right, Kyrie. What have you been saying this whole time? Drew Timmy's the best player in in a tournament right now. He was. It's not Jalen Suggs. But he was. Suggs so right stuff defensively, and then the championship game made it even worse. So it was just like. So who yeah, was, was, he? He had a back. It was it was a. That's why I said. That's why I said I would love to see them teams match up in the seven game series, because he had a bad start to that game. He he picked some two quick fouls, wasn't shooting well. He he got subbed out early. 
it 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 wasn't good for him. It, it it was just it was like the last thing he wanted. Like he he wanted to happen. All right, hold because on. He couldn't really get himself into a rhythm. Wait, so let me throw this out. I'm sorry, Mar, but let me throw this out then. So we're gonna take away the fact that we ain't even watched the whole championship game. Let's just hypothetically just throw it out that we ain't even watched championship game. If you really had to bank on Baylor and Gonzaga, now check this out, Gonzaga. We're gonna like I say, we're not gonna put a championship in there. If you really had to just say. Who is the better team when it comes to defense and offense between Baylor and Gonzaga? Who would you who would you roll out with? I would have. Uh, I probably would have. Mm. Defense. I would have had to win with Baylor, but it's like because the Baylor wasn't a slouch on offense either. Gonzaga, I know, I know, I know. No, they weren't. They not even close. No, but. I don't know. That's, that's that's a hard question. All right, that's fair. That's a hard question. Oh, that's fair. Go ahead, Lodge. Go ahead, Lodge. No, I said my father. Your father? All right. All right, Colin, I'm going to start with you. Number one, we got Houston Rockets. I really want the Wolves to get the number one, but if it is number one, I give it to Kaday. Kaday's number one regardless. I was actually itching Jalen Suggs might might reach that. If he did well in the championship game, I might have given that knock for number one. But he he played okay. He played okay. He did well in the second half. So good day, number one. Okay. Number two, Minnesota Timberwolves. So, and someone had actually said uh, Evan Mobley for the Wolves. So, well, who said that? I think it was Lodge. Lodge was the one that said that. You pick yeah. Evan Mobley. So I'm trying to see this out. So how would Evan Mobley and Cat work together? Would you put Evan Mobley at the four and have Cat stay at the five, or would you have Cat at the four, have Evan Mobley at the five? How would that work? One, first of all, they talk about Bull leaving. So who leaving? Cat leaving? Cat, yeah. Excuse me, oh. bro. What does he have to stay there for, bro? I mean, what does he have to stay there for? I mean, Timberwolves are doing a nice job. They surrounded him with like well, nice what job. Do you mean that, bro, what are you talking about? Right nice now? job. A nice job. <laughs> nice job. Where? Yo, Colin. Yo, move on. Number three. I don't, I don't even. I'm well, number three, bro. You wild, bro. <laughs> they might get the first pick. You said they're doing a good job. Nice job. Where? If they get Kaday, they did a nice job. That's all I'm gonna say. If they get Kaday, they did a nice job. Well, first pick last year. Look what happened bro. to him. <laughs> they're right. not making the playoffs. Cat was the first pick. You see where they are. <laughs> go, go ahead, Kyle. Yo, Kyle, Kyle, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go all ahead. Right, go all ahead. right. So, so, so the third one. All right. So I'm, I'm gonna put Evan Mobley as number two. Number and, three. Detroit Pistons. Now, now, before I throw this out there, what do you guys think about Killian Hayes? You think he's worth them nurturing for the next couple of years, or you feel so, like I, I have, to, I have to come to the defense with him because I, I see him being a very good prospect for them. Right. And I seen him I also seen him having a pretty good NBA career, but he got up to a rough start. He had a really bad hip injury. He's been out almost all season. But I think because he he's he's young and the pistons aren't going anywhere anyway, they, they don't really have no choice but to try to build around him. I mean, he was like what the I want to say the sixth or seventh pick. Right. So that they, was they, they, that, that's their that's their point guard of the future. They have a lot invested to him, but a, a lot of ways on what they do with this year's draft too, to to kind of compare with or to kind of put with him. So my whole, so my whole thing is, can Killian Hayes does he have enough skills to play the two? That was what I was debating on, because I was gonna say Jalen Suggs is number three, have him be the point guard and move Killian Hayes to the two. He's six five, so he has the size, and I don't know the strength, 
but he definitely has the quickness to play the two, so he could keep up with uh, two guards. So I was thinking of putting Jalen Suggs at, at the one and then, you know, Killian Hayes at the two. What do you think about that? Me, personally, I like it. There, you, there will be a lot of messing around and adjustment, uh, adjusting to do because their games are kind of similar. But um, I, I would like it. I would take the risk on it, me, personally. Yeah. All right, so I, me personally, that's why I was just, you know what I mean, Jalen Suggs for me would be my number three. I was just on the fence between Killing Hayes and how that worked. And like you said, you point out the Pistons aren't going anywhere. They traded away Blake Griffin. They traded away another player. So they obviously in, re- in, the, in the rebuilding mode. Number four, Orlando Magic. Now, I'm really trying to figure out if I want to put Kaminga there. But then I'm thinking Jonathan Isaac, they just gave him that max contract. So what do y'all think? They don't even play the same position, bro. No, Jonathan Isaac's a three. He plays a three. And bro, that man like 6'11". But he plays a play three. Like a two, well, one in, 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 in G League, he was playing a one, bro. Kaminga was playing the one in G League? He was running the O in, in the G League. I thought it was I thought it was Knicks. He, I, he's a, he's, I mean, he's a point forward. He, he won like the one. He, he played a four, but he could bring it up. But he can initiate your offense. Okay, then. All right, no. So he's versatile. All right, that's not a problem. So, so if we're gonna say he's versatile, I'm gonna go with Kaminga at number four with, with the Magic. I would say Kaminga. That's my that's my that's my fourth pick. Where Mars? Number five, Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm taking Jalen. I'm see now it's like Jalen Green, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. So someone's got to move. Who are you guys moving? Nobody has to move. Was it just straight spread? But Jalen Green. So obviously, so let me see. Because who who they who they drafted? They drafted Isaac Coro. I was getting mixed up with with, with that one, Kyrie. That's my fault. No, that would be a great fit. Yeah, Jalen Green. And then Colin Sexton would be the starting Jalen Green coming off the bench on the two. You know, that'd be good for him. But he'd be in the Cavs, and I don't know what the Cavs organization, they really aren't doing that well when it comes to prospects. So I don't Wait, know. Time out, time out real quick. But but the Timberwolves are doing a good job, though. Wait, time out. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. If they get the number one pick and they draft today, if they get today, they did a good job. I'm, I was, is, bro, they've been doing a good job and don't do nothing. Cat was a good job. They didn't do nothing, bro. What well, first mean? of all, wait, hold on a second. I'm going to throw this out there. They drafted they Zach Levine, bro. Didn't do a good job. What you mean? Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. What you well, mean? Andrew, I was always skeptical with Andrew Wiggins, to be honest with you. And, and, in terms of him, I was always skeptical about him. But I will say this much. The Wolves, if they could get Kade, because Kade, so who's the better number one pick between Anthony Edwards and uh, 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 Kade Cunningham? Who would you, who would you, if you had the chance to get the number one pick, who would you rather have? <laughs> I mean, the way it playing, I mean, you, you can, com- <laughs> if you compare to what Ant did in college and what, what did in college, in college, I'm picking it Kade. was low key mid because Ant was wilding. What? <laughs> right. Thank over, you. Ant was wilding. What you mean? Thank you. Oh, over Kade? He was, he was though, but over Kade? Bro, Colin, look look at him now playing in the league as well, bro. He's right. tweaking. Okay, let's say let's take away let's say hypothetically we're not even talking about the NBA. He ain't playing such a game yet. Again, Co- Colin, he played college too, and guess what? I'm, to me, compared to K season, K season is mid compared to Anthony Edwards. I'm sorry. Really? Okay. All right, bro. I, I'm. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. I mean, somebody, I mean, somebody else comment. Maybe I mean, I'm Chris. Tripping. I mean, Chris. What do you think between Kade and Andy Edwards? Who would you feel if you had the number one pick? Who would you choose between? I'm taking Anthony Edwards all day. 
All right then. All right then, Kyrie. Yeah, I, I, I can say I, I can agree and say after after watching each of their college seasons, I definitely feel more comfortable with uh, Anthony Edwards. All right, taking the NBA side. But I, I just have a quick, kind of just quick question. You said what? you said Jalen Green number five, right? No, I said yeah, Jalen Green number five. Okay, why? And you say he's come off the bench. Why would a top five pick come off the bench? Well, I mean, they're gonna start him over Colin Sexton. I mean, I, I don't well, know. You know he like six six, right, bro? Yeah, he's six six. You he can't play the three. You, you don't think he can't play the three, bro? Isaac Okoro, who's who who and who's bro, after? He, yo, who's after? Who's after? Um, um, oh, Isaac Okoro on the cast. Lamar Stevens, so he could definitely play the Lamar three. Lamar Stevens. <laughs> yo, you telling me he he can't start over Isaac Okoro, bro? No, 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 no. I didn't listen to me. I'm just saying who was at the three besides Isaac Okoro. That's what I was asking you. And Chris said Lamar Stevens. So it's like, all right, never mind then. So yeah. I mean, they got they got Shetty Uzman, Tori, and Prince. I mean, and, these are just big, big vets. Like Tori and Prie, that's what I'm saying. And, 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 and all of them come off the bench. None of them start. Listen to me. I don't know what these guys got playing, but if they do draft Jalen Green, most likely he probably will start. If that's why I was asking who they had besides Isaac Okoro. They Jalen Green, they drunk. <laughs> He's not going that low. He's a top five guaranteed. That much is guaranteed. So about three, four. Yeah, depends. I think he. I think those four honestly fit those teams depending on what they need. I'm still iffy on Evan Mobley and Cat. That's what's really. But you guys saying Cat, so I don't know about that. But we'll wait and see about that. But that's the way he played in a tournament. I just don't see him going outside the top three. That's all. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. All right, Mark. Those are my top five. Our recovery, finish it uh, off. Number one, we got Rockets. I'm gonna uh, have to make a unanimous. I'm gonna go with Kay Cunningham, too. I think, uh, with a team like the Rockets and how how bad they're sinking with their first year coach, and uh, somebody remind me his name, uh, Steven, Steven Silas. Steven Silas, Steven Silas. I think they're going to bring, I think they're going to end up bringing him back next year, but I think with a, like with him as like in his job and position like that. I think they're going to have to go with Kay Cunningham because he he's seen as the best talent in the draft, and they, they got to try to hit this home run because they got to get the, the the organization back on track. So I think there is it necessarily the best fit. It, it's a toss up between him and Jalen Suggs, but I think they're going to go with Kay. I mean, honestly, I mean, besides uh, John Wall, they they're going to most likely move him because they nice. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, who, who, which team is next? Number two, Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves, I don't think this is the best fit either, but I think they're going to do it anyway. I think they're going to go ahead with Jalen Suggs and try to do some, something similar to what Colin was talking about, uh, have Jalen Suggs at the one, D'Angelo at the two, and Anthony Edwards at the three. Like I said, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if that's going to be too young. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Cat this summer either. He's, he's in a lot of trade talks. D'Lo is too, actually. So I don't I don't know what they're going to do with that. So they might be going towards like another like fresh start. They recently fired their coach. Nobody knows what they're doing. This one, it would have surprised me picking them. Them picking Jalen Suggs. Okay, number three, Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons. Uh, Jalen Green, just because they need some type of excitement down there. They need somebody that's going to bring fans once fans are allowed back, and somebody's going to be a dynamic dynamic scorer. Right, number four, Orlando Magic. Orlando. Um, I think Orlando's Orlando's gonna go with Evan Mobley. 
I got them going with Evan Mobley because I don't think they're completely sold on Wendell Carter. That's who they got in the trade with Vucevic. So I think they're going to go with Evan Mobley. Hmm. Okay, I like that. It's different. And number five, uh, I Cleveland. Think about I ain't think about that either. That's what it just had me thinking. Like, hmm, Evan Mobley with the Magic. That's actually. And I think uh, I think the Cavs. I think the Cavs are going to take a uh, take a shot at Kuminga there. I don't know if he's going to start right away. I think he's going to be a bit of a plug in guy. Um, like a rim runner, he could facilitate a little bit too, kind of like when Nas Reed is for uh for the Timberwolves. I think he's going to be that kind of player at first for the Cavs. Uh, they already got their backcourt of the future that they're working on right now. They just drafted Isaac Okoro too, so I think once his offense develops a little bit more, he's going to get a lot more play. He's going to fit in well with Jared Allen at the four. All right, um, Colin. I mean, listen, man, I really was thinking of Evan. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mark. That was really great, man. For real, appreciate that. But that's crazy, man. Evan Mobley with the Magic, that makes really a lot more sense than him being at the with the Wolves. But that really depends on who. Look, you know, the Magic love drafting big men. I mean, they, they went with a point guard last year, Cole Anthony. But why yeah. not? You might, you, might as well, you might even be able to throw Wendell at the four. If he's able to expand his range enough for whichever one can expand their range first. But Evan Mobley, he's really going to have to beef, beef up. That's why I, th- I had him dropping a little bit. So, honestly speaking, so I don't know what the Magic going to do with uh, Mo, Mo Bamba. They're not drafting a point guard because they already have three point guards on the roster. They got Markel, RJ Hampton, and they got yep. I mean, you can make the argument that if it really came down to it, Jalen Suggs is better than Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton. If you really want to make that argument, and they could just like just go straight away with like best talent available at that spot. But Evan Mobley just makes more like a fit term. He just makes more sense. All right. I'm not gonna, I, I, I didn't think about that. But man, it's going to be that's enough for college basketball. We're going to make a transition to the NBA now. It's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA, but we're going to we're going to touch on our at the end of the wars, regular season. MVP, Rookie of the Year, Six-Man Defensive Player of the Year, and Most Improved. We made our predictions earlier on, uh, back a few episodes back. So now we're going to revisit those, and then we're going to also make our new new predictions. So, guys, the MVP race, we're going to start off with that. It's the most prized possession. Who you guys have for your MVP picks so far near the end, near the end of the NBA season? I I'll start. go. All right, go ahead, Lash. I'll take you. Jokic for uh oh no matter of fact I'll take Jokic or Dean. Oh Jokic or Dean, all right, all right, Jokic or Dean. Kyrie, who are you looking at? Um, I had Jokic all season. I'm gonna stick with him, especially oh, no. especially since Jamal Murray just went down. He's really gonna prove himself these these next couple of weeks. Oh, you think he takes over? I, I think know. he takes over, and Eric Gordon helps him out. You think you you think they make a, a good a good postseason run? I don't know. I, I see I see second round. That's about it. Second but the round. thing is though, the way they built that team, like anybody falls, you got a next man up though. So it's just like no, absolutely. But uh, it's just but it is Jamal Murray at the end that's of the what day. I'm saying. Oh, okay. So it, it does hurt a lot. So yeah, I do see like maybe a second round exit. That's about it. It moves them right. out of contention, but when they come back, they definitely that's all they got now. No, honestly, like Lodge said, I got them only making the second round, and then they you know they actually compete in the second round. How many games, whatever that is, but losing Jamal Murray definitely does hurt. But Jokic, Lodge, they play the Clippers. They might, they might take that. Duh. 
Well, yeah. I, I don't listen. Wait, Chris, what do you want to say, Chris? You know, they might, they will. Oh, oh, that's some. All right, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let Chris handle that. Go ahead. <laughs> listen, listen, man. Miles said yourself, the Clippers are cursed. So if they bring the second round, it's over. He said the Clippers are cursed. Oh, they might just be cursed. I mean, wait. So, Chris, who is your uh, um, MVP picks? Who are you still rocking with? Uh, Rock with Jokic. Whoa, Jokic. See, Jokic here, man. Wow. Listen, and he, listen wow. man. It's being proven on why I say he's better than Embiid for one of the reasons. Embiid's having a better year stat-wise. Well, and most people are better than stat-wise. But why is Embiid out of the MVP running right now? Because he gets injured. Yeah. The best ability is availability. Yep. I've been saying <laughs> Can't argue that one, man. I, I would if he was still playing right now, unhealthy as he was, I'd have been vouching for Jordan. That's why Coach had him shooting threes. Uh, not not Coach, not Doc, but uh, what's the boy name? Brett Brown, right? Before, yeah. That's why he was shooting them threes. He knew he was. If it be jump in the air, it's it's a it's a flip of a coin depending on what's gonna happen. <laughs> no, nah, really, good though. Bro, we, we didn't see it. I didn't see him buckle his knee like three times up and down that court. And he's still playing. No, you got to fix something, bro. You got to fix your play style something. All right. Him in the air just don't work, and he do it every time. He gets him hurt the, all the time if he's up in the air. Him in the air don't work. All right, he don't got some of that magic. All right, but speaking of magic, yo, Magic Mar, who's your MVP pick? Well, we could go by, like, if injuries then like, you know, stop it. I would go with Joel. But if they pick somebody that was healthy all season, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rocking with Jokic too. Then I think that's fair enough. But low key, but low key, low key Dame as well. But Jokic, I mean, Dame would have been my, is is my pick. I honestly feel like Dame is having a crazy season. But if he doesn't win it, Jokic win it. It's fine too. No problem with that. Joel's hurt. He was my pick for MVP. That's what I was really rooting for. And he could have done it. He got hurt. But that's fine. We're going to move on to the rookie of the year awards. LaMelo Ball got hurt. He's out of the race. I don't want to say he's out of the race because he could potentially still win it. You know, but who 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 is your pick for the rookie of the year award? I'm swinging that to Kyrie. Wait, Kyrie. So my original pick was James Wiseman. He was really supposed to come like come in and swoop it away from LaMelo once he once he got hurt. But Anthony Edwards has just been snapping. So he, he pretty much got it in his bag right now, in my opinion. Anthony Edwards pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't see anyone else competing for him in that class. I mean, Lodge, who, who, who do you think is your rookie of the year? I had LaMelo win in it. I still feel like it's possible considering the Hornets are in the middle of the playoff picture in their conference. Right. But – Considering what's going on right now, again, like Kyrie said, I, I, it has to be. It, it's looking like Anthony Edwards, honestly, because also Ty, Tyrese Halliburton was looking pretty good and early on, but he ended up fizzling out. So I, he was a, he was a, like a, a sneak pick. I, I thought he could have uh, grabbed it, but the way Lamelo and Anthony Edwards took off, I feel like it's, it's going to end up being Anthony Edwards. So no, I mean he, he's balling out. I mean he, he's balling out. What else can you really say? How, how well he's been playing the past. The past few weeks. I mean, Chris, who who's your pick for a year of the year? Uh, just like they said, I mean, since Lamelo got hurt, even though I was, I think it still is, it will be him, um, Anthony Edwards, because he because of what he's been doing. Um, just like Kyrie said, I thought it was gonna be James Wiseman. I was really high on him, especially after um 
when Lamelo went down, but he he has to find himself again. He seems a little bit lost. Like he works with that team, he just but he just seems lost right now with them. He out for the Wise season, man. right? Yeah, yeah. He tore. He just tore his meniscus. Yeah, he, he out for the season. Tore meniscus. So I'm on the topic. Kyrie and Lodge. I'm, I'm upset with you. Why? Because <laughs> my sleeper pick for rookie there was Obi Toppin, and he. Yo, Kyrie, let him know what I said about it. Let him know what I said about it. Wow. Yo. He ain't in right now. <laughs> like, he look like Kevin Knox, Like, oh, No, he's worse man. than Kevin Knox. Oh, man. So y'all drafted another bus. Not the Kevin Knox. Yo. Don't, yo. And, and, yo. I'd rather you bring up Emmanuel quickly again, Colin. I'd rather I mean, you bring him I, I'm glad. I, I mean, he he was also my sleeper, but he kind of like ever since D Rose got there, he kind of fizzled down a little bit too. I know. I hate that D Rose trade. To, as much as I love, I love D Rose. I feel like you you got to let those guys just go grow. Like you just let them go through that. Like I really want to love Emmanuel quickly. Like you know, just start. Obviously, I understand D Rose. You know, but. Obviously, but Obi Toppin, man, he looks like a, a, a real bust, man. I mean, I don't, but you know what? I like to give it's too early, it's too early for that label. Man. I know it's, it's too, too early, early for, that, for that label. It's too early for that. I like to give them guys three years at most. Three years at most. I get to play out their contract until they play out their contract. I mean, that, that's not the contract. He's not even playing, <laughs> he barely playing. <laughs> Ain't no telling what's gonna happen next season. Oof. Never know. I mean, I'm man, just saying. I'm just saying. It's, uh, he, yeah, he's disappointed. I'm just saying it's too. It's too early for the bus label. I mean, man, uh, man the way he been playing, Mayo quickly should have been that eighth pick. That's what it really looks hell, like. Oh, I didn't tell Kyrie he could have picked by fifteen <laughs> other people than him. Yeah. I would have took Halle Burton at that pick. You know what, <laughs> man? All right, but all right, but putting that aside, will be top and playing that badly. I mean, listen, Mar, who was your rookie of the year pick? Who, who? who who is your rookie of the year pick? Who do you think is going to win rookie of the year? Anthony Edwards is going to win it, but I did predict LaMelo Ball. I mean, LaMelo Ball. I Actually, let's touch on LaMelo Ball. Before he tore, before he, he got injured, how was LaMelo Ball playing? He was playing. I mean, he lived up to that number three. Might have even lived up to why some people, why he wasn't even the number one pick in the draft, you know? I mean, hey, he was better than his brother. Yeah, ass way better. Like, whoa, way whoa, better. whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say way better though. Yeah, no, 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 when they are not in that 48 minute of pure basketball, Lonzo can do whatever he wants, just like LaMelo does. And you've seen it happen. He just has people around him so he doesn't get the same shine or he doesn't get to carry like the same load or gets to do what he wants like LaMelo. But when them two are not in the game, you see he could hit eight threes. You see he could do everything LaMelo can do. But but so, all right, all right that, that's that's a good argument. That's a good argument. But to counter, to counter, you see the lack of talent that Lamelo is playing with. You see how much better they're in the playoffs for goodness sakes. The Pelicans not even in the playoffs. They're in the East for goodness sake. But but still, bro, it's the Hornets. It's still the East. Are you gonna be right now? It's still the East. It's the Hornets. 
They're oh, a Hornet. We did not, nobody had them goodness. in their top eight this season. No, I know somebody that did. I didn't believe it, but they told me, they said, bro, they only said it because they're in the East. So, like. All right, but nevertheless, nevertheless, he has his team in the playoffs. And when the, he was in there, he had them running. Even though Miles Bridges was coming off the bench. You see the Miles Bridges highlight every other night. And it was because of LaMelo. They're 27 and 25. They're two games above 500. Still in the playoffs. Like you said, it's the East, bro. We can't help that. You're absolutely correct. But I, I, was, just saying, are I was just saying to counter your point. The Pelicans are 25 and 29. They just, on, they just happen to be on, in the West. Man. Like, Come on, man. Wait, so, Mar, let me ask you. So, what is Lonzo superior to Lonzo in? Just give he's me a, a better one. basketball. He knows how to play the game better. That's why he's a better playmaker. That's why he's a better defensive player. He knows how to play. He knows how to play the game better. He knows how to get every like you can say Lamelo makes everybody better, but that's not really that wasn't really his natural game coming in. Lonzo's natural play, he's he's gonna make everybody around him better on top of getting his own shine. So he's just a better basketball player at that. So you say right now, as we speak in this development stage of their careers, Lonzo is the better player than Lamelo. I would say that because Lonzo's been playing pros bef- like longer than LaMelo at the same time. Like I know LaMelo's having a good season and all that, but when Lonzo came in, he still was on the team with people, like with other people. Like LaMelo's in, but like it's terrible Rozier, it's Gordon Hayward. Like there's nobody to grow. There's just people that's, that's just there. So it's like a different type of thing. Okay. So who has – so who has – wait, 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 Kyrie, you about to say something, Kyrie? No, I was saying that was just fair. It's fair. No, that's fair. So I was just gonna ask Martin. This is uh, for Chris too. You want to answer? So who you think has the be- who has the better potential down the line of being like a better basketball player between Lamelo and Lonzo? You mean career wise or just like just career wise? Honestly, career wise, we can also include the achievements. You know, who you think will have the better career overall? Well, looking at it right now, LaMelo, because of the confidence he has and the way he plays, he's going to make people want to play with him. He's going to have the electricity coming onto the court. He's going to, like, people are going to know this is the guy we have to lock in on tonight. While Lonzo's still going through his process of trying to figure out what he's supposed to be doing on his team, because clearly he doesn't know. But he wants, he, like, he's, he, he can be out there doing anything he wants and doing the same thing. But, he like they have him in a position where he just don't know, doesn't know where he fits right now. So while he's going through that, I I would I would uh take Lamelo as of right now. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. All right, I, I got no complaints over here with that. But that was everyone's um rookie of the year picks. So we're gonna go to six man. So it's gonna be really interesting. Six man of the year. Who you guys are rocking with? Who you guys think will win that award? Go ahead, Kyrie. Oh, it's got to be Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, about to yes, doubt. sir. Jordan it's Clarkson. Clarkson. It's be Jordan. I'm, I'm glad he's finally getting his shine because I was a fan of his since he was with the Lakers, and his really? time in the Cavs, bro. They really like the media and stuff was really bashing him. I always knew he was a really good player, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's in a running for this award at least. Uh, this award at least. I think I honestly think he should win it because I feel like he like first of all the Jazz is number one. He's contributing. He's not just some all the number one, but he's not contributing. He's contributing to that. I, I, Jordan Clarkson should rightfully, in my opinion, be the sixth man of the year. But Lodge, you was on Team Jordan Clarkson too, right? Heard you scream that out. Yeah, he should take it. I don't see nobody else. 
I had Trez winning early on because I thought like he would go crazy, but it's just like he mid too. Like yeah, he was the same exact thing. Wow. Yeah, and he really six five. So and, and I don't know why, but it didn't. You, you don't see it over in, in, at the Clippers job. When you see it with the Lakers, he do look small. I ain't even gonna hold. That's what. Yeah, it was like man. <laughs> What's going on? But no, I mean, honestly, J- JC, Jordan Clarkson, really the only one that ever. Really... Uh, Chris or Moore, when y'all want to go ahead for uh for the uh, six man? Yeah, I go. So I think just like y'all said, easily Jordan Clarkson. Because he he been he been balling on done love this year. And I mean, like you said, Kyrie, I was a fan of his back when he was with the Lakers and stuff, because that's when I really started to get to See him because I didn't really know him in college at Missouri. So yeah, I didn't know him at all. I know, but I, I saw he could play. So I'm just glad he's getting really getting that chance to play him now. All right, really? unanimous decision. Me, Mari, JC, Jordan Clarkson. I'm not gonna say JC because that's Jamal Crawford. Oh, excuse me. How can I'm I gonna say Jordan. I'm gonna say Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I think he's on doubt again, but uh, all right, that's cool, that's fair. Y'all want to go ahead and go for most improved? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing the mar first. Man, I had Christian Wood, but I got to give it to Jeremy Grant since he got hurt. All right, I like that. How about you, Chris? I know you was on the Jeremy Grant train too. I'm going Christian Wood still because even though Mar- he did get hurt, there's a little stretch. Of- there's a stretch period where Jeremy Grant kind of fizzled out a little bit. I mean, he picked it back up, but this is a little stretch. And even though Christian Wood got hurt when he came back, he was still put up the same numbers that he was before he got hurt. No, nah, so for sure. He, Wood. And you've seen the drop-off. Y'all seen the drop-off the Rockets had, too, when Christian Wood went out. They lost, like, that, that is 19, true. 20 straight. They lost. 20, they lost. They almost broke the Sixers record back in, uh, what was it, 2012, 2013? I'm glad they didn't break it. <laughs> yeah, I wish they broke it, though. I really wish they broke it. No, seriously. All right. But uh, it was Lars next. Go ahead, Lars. For most improved, I got to pick Jeremy Grant. But I got I to gotta go back and see, though, because I feel like there's a couple other people that could win that. But for now, yeah, I, I'll go with Jeremy. But hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about hey, to mention so, somebody you forgot, bro. Damn. Yeah. What? No, I'm about to, it's Julius Randle. Take it, Ju- 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 He's not going to take it, though. He's not going to take what? it, though. The only reason why I say he's not going to take it is the only thing he really improved is, 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 is tossing up the dimes because the way he put up numbers, he's been doing. But he's seven seasons in. How can you give somebody most improved on these, like, that, seven seasons? Oh, well, I've seen people uh, win that. Oh, Jeremy oh, no. Grant came in the same year, though. He's yeah, he's old. Yeah, he about. He about. Yeah, he was only one. Year, I think Christian was only one year after that. Oh yeah, but yeah, he, oh, he yeah. definitely did oh, have a different oh, route. Bro. But yeah, they all they all in the same time span. Yeah, because Christian Woods went to UNLV. I think UNLV. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he came out in 2015. Jeremy left, Jeremy left. Jeremy left. He was in 2014, and, and Julius left Kentucky in 2014. I think Derrick Jones was, uh, left the same time Christian Woods left, didn't he? No, I think Derrick Jones might have been like a year. I can't remember. A year after, okay. but yeah, the, but either way, they all in the same like they all in the same like peak of their career. All right, that's awesome. So, so I, I had a quick I, question. I'm, I'm going, huh? So like I had a so for the most improved, John. Do you don't you think technically Zion is eligible for that? 
Uh, no, Zion, bro. Uh, te- he technically is. Because he, he technically is. He technically is. He's technically. a beast. Bro, he averaged like they 28. Gonna, they're not going like, to give that to him, bro. He's, he's, like he's projected to win MVP bro. one day. He's gonna, he's gonna win it. He's gonna win MVP within a couple years. I don't see why 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 he couldn't win it. He has everything you would want in your number one pick. He just gotta make sure he just keep his nutrition on point. That's really it. Just make sure he's healthy. But yeah, Zion. And, and my, I feel like my main reason for picking Julius, going back to my, pick, I feel like my main reason for picking Julius is because out of all those guys, he has his team playing the best right now. <sighs> That's a good. That's a good point. He has been playing, and he showed himself to be a leader for a team. He was just on the bench for the Pelicans two years ago, still but going crazy. Numbers, still going crazy. I, I see what you're saying, and I understand it. But just due to the fact that he put up those numbers before, I've seen him play like this. That's the only reason why I still want to put him up there. Yeah, I mean, but Chris, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say it's not improving, but I I, I know you can do it because I've seen it already. I mean, because Kyrie, well, well, Chris actually made a fair point to that, but like Kyrie said, out of all the candidates, the most improved player is not only he improves himself, whether that be scoring or, or anything above the stats, is he's actually capable of leading his team, you know, to the playoffs. They're actually competing. So just for that itself, I'm a goal with Juju, Julius Randle. But I also understand that Christian Woods and Jeremy Grant, you know, I understand those. But like I said, Kyrie made a great point. At the end of the day, it's about the win, the results, how you how far you go. And Julius Randle definitely ha- uh, takes that one, in my opinion. That's just me. I mean, Mar, who you think is the most improved? I said uh, Jeremy Green. Oh, Jeremy Green. Jeremy Green. All right. So that's pretty much for the for the most improved. So, I mean, we got three. Well, it's just me and Kyrie with Julius Randle. I mean, everyone else is pretty much against Juju. I don't know what's going on. Everyone's against him. But we're gonna go with defensive player of the year now. Now this is gonna be a lot of I see some of you guys might have your very different opinions on this one, but I want to hear what you guys go for a defensive player of the year. I'm actually swing this one to Chris first. Chris, why don't you go ahead and take this first? Defensive player of the year, who are you rocking with? Uh I'm going Miles Turner. Miles Turner. I like it. Miles, I like year. it. Miles Turner. <laughs> MT. Oh, he has almost four blocks a game. If you don't give it to that man. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's a block a quarter. You don't give it to him. Come on now. That's a block a quarter. I never thought Miles Turner would turn into to what he is right now, honestly. Like, what you mean? My, I didn't think he would be like that defensive presence inside the league. Because he not to say he wasn't a defensive presence in, in Texas, but it was like, man, the way he just looked – he didn't look coordinated the way Nerns Noel and A.D. were when I watched them. Like, because he was praised as a defensive specialist, too, the way Nerns – You're definitely right, Colin. So, Nerns – but when I watched him play at Texas, it wasn't even nowhere close to how A.D. Nerns Noel was before Nerns Noel tore his ACL. They were defensive. Turner never struck me as that type of guy. So, I never thought he would really do what he's doing right now in the A. So, definitely give him props for that one. I mean, Kyrie, who you have for your defensive player of the year? Who, who's your pick? Um, I like, I really do like the Miles Turner's pick. I'm a, I'm a pretty uh, big fan of Miles Turner, but I, I think they're going to give it to Rudy again, to be honest with you. Uh, and um, I think they, I'm not saying I want him to win it, but I, I think that's why I think he's going to run away with it at the end of the day. He's still putting up three blocks a game, and he's anchoring the best defensive team in the NBA right now. And it's, 
It's the regular season hype around them. It's a regular season. Yeah, Chris. I mean, as much as I Miles Turner makes it's much more sense, but I feel like Rudy, Rudy Gobert, at the end of the day, his team is winning. Winning just overrides everything. And when you're winning and you're playing and, a big part of the winning. But it, I, and I'm and don't get and don't get me wrong when I say this, guys. I'm not comparing him to LeBron at all. But he's at the point kind of right now in his career where he's always going to be considered for defensive player of the year. And if he doesn't get it, you, if he doesn't get it, you can make a case about Sagan. Unfortunately. Yeah. So it's, it's – it's, I feel like it's just what we're going to have to deal with for, like, the next couple of years. Like, and it's nothing against him. Yeah, but it's yeah. just like it's, you, there's other players out there. You don't think they're going to get it because he doesn't have the same defensive hype around him and the same defensive team around him, too, that kind of highlights it. I mean, the physical tools in itself is another thing, too. I mean, I think his, oh, wingspan, sure. his wingspan is ridiculous. I got to go back and check that, but his wingspan, his length is just. Yeah, he, he's, he's a legitimate, like, he's a legitimate rim protector. Like, I, I can't Fair. take nothing from him. Right. So he's but, always going to be in competition for that. So, all right. I mean, that's fair. Honestly, Rudy Gobert, you know, I mean, I would actually like to see someone else win it besides him, but that's fair in itself. I mean, Lodge, who did you have winning defensive play of the year? So, and in 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 good wishing that that bum don't get it again. Bum, <laughs> bro. I don't, I don't. Rudy Gobert chips to me, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't see too many like highlight reels year after year of him getting dunked on by anybody, bro. Anybody. <laughs> it's because he goes after everything, the, bro. I don't care. No, no, but you know what, Lodge? I'm not gonna yes, let you. Yes, yes. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it takes it takes somebody with heart to go up. up yeah, up, it takes up after it. But no, I don't want to see Demar Derozan literally claiming your name every year, bro. No matter what team he's on. <laughs> no, he I didn't see too many irrelevant people just give him work, bro. Zion gives him work. But that's not relevant, though. That's not relevant. That's Zion. No, that is not irrelevant. That is not irrelevant, bro. It's not. It's not, bro. I'm sorry. It's not. But anyway, enough of the rant. I got. I want Ben to win it. That's who I want to want to win it. I want Ben Simmons to win it. So I'm gonna go with Ben. But I don't feel like he is, considering how like his kind of his name ain't carry much weight toward, in the second half of the season. We was talking about it first half. Everybody was talking about it. But he hasn't really been coming up in talks for it anymore. So I honestly don't feel like he's gonna win it, but I'm I'm gonna just root for him and go for go with Ben Simmons. If I'm not mistaken, I think the last NBA rankings that they put out for the awards, I think I think he uh shot up to number one for the time being. Fair. How recent was it? I I want to say today or yesterday. Okay. Yeah, and let me guess. Okay. Hold on, but I think, but I'm guaranteeing if you go back, Gobert gonna be number two. BS. Oh, for sure. I would, I would, I would, I would love for Ben Simmons to win that award. Honestly, I would, I would love that. Honestly speaking, but I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Miles Turner. But it's really between Ben and Miles Turner now that you guys brought that up. It's really between Ben and Miles Turner for me. But Mar, who, who's your defensive player of the year pick? Who are you rocking with? I'm rocking just like Chris. I'm rocking with Miles Turner. Miles Turner. Oh, Miles Turner. Okay, so we covered MVP, rookie of the year, six man, most improved defensive player of the year. We got to talk about coach of the year, man. Which coach has superseded your expectations and you feel deserves the coach of the year? I'm going to go with Chris. I'm going to start with Chris on this one. What you think, Chris? It's Quinn Snyder, easily. Quinn Snyder. I second that. Who else would it be? Man, some people can make the argument for Dot Rivers. Why? Never. No, 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 no. Why? No, some people are. Some people no, are. No, but Reed, Reed, hold on, hold on, Reed, bro, hold on. 
at the end of the day, is Doc, and look who he has. So what do you mean he, he's not superseding anything he's, he's expected of doing at all? Bro, I'm saying all, bro, all I was saying was that bro, he was, Philly was supposed to be a number one seed past like three years, and they weren't. So I right or wrong? Well, yeah, yeah, right. So he ain't really superseding nothing. It was just they needed somebody that had some type of like filmy structure. Brett Brown had no structure to his like his coaching system at all. Absolutely had no structure. You're right. So it's just like, yeah, Doc. I mean, considering what he went through. Now, now, hold on though. PZ and Kawhi did hold him because they blamed him, which they shouldn't have. So coming into the season, yeah, you could say he coached the year off of that, but at the no, end of the day, he ain't supersede nothing. Well, I mean, he had mm. lies, lies, yo, lies, lies. So just, I'm, I, I just want to ask you this: Does him having the Sixers at number one in the East right now mean anything? Honestly, like I said before, no, because they should have been anyway. Okay, well, I was just I asking. Mean, like I said, the past three years, they should have been number one or two, and they weren't. No, I can't say extremely because of coaching, because Embiid got hurt a couple times. I believe Ben got hurt one or two times. So, yeah, but at the end of the day, I don't feel like him bringing him to the number one seed really kind of, like, meant as much as, like, like you said, Quinn Snyder. Even, like, like I was going to say, I was going to say Tibbs, considering he just got thrown to the Knicks and now he's a playoff team and he got a number one defense in the league with a bunch of no-names on there. Bunch of no names. That's that's superseding, bro. Who on there other than Julius Randle that's playing D and he don't even play D? <laughs> we shouldn't be the number one. We shouldn't be number one in defense, bro. We shouldn't. Nor should we be in the playoffs, in my opinion. But we are. That's we superseding. Really all right. That's superseding. That is superseding. Absolutely. All right. So when you put it like that, I'm gonna take Dot Rivers out of that contention. But he was actually yeah. being on out there for coach of the year, though. So he was, he has been thrown out there. But I mean, Lodge, so you're rocking with Quinn Snyder too? No, no I'm going to put you up and get, go with Tibbs. You're going to go with Tibbs. Tibbs, all right, Tibbs. I mean, Mar, who are you rocking with? Kyrie. Uh, no, I got you. My bad. Uh, Monty. All right. Oh, you know what? <laughs> But one. but but hold on, Mar. You can't say it's, it ain't that CP work though. No, but listen, I told people from the get go that was great for the 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 Suns, but I didn't see them being this high. I didn't see them being this high. Like I didn't. I expected them to make the playoffs and do good, but I did not expect them to be where they're at right now. Right. So that's why. Facts. Facts. That, that, that is facts. That's, that facts. Is. that's why I'm giving it to Monty. You know what? Yo, know what? Yo, Mar might have called it. They might sneak that thing real quick. Nah, yo, I really do like that pick. That pick's solid. So me now hearing Mar bring up Monty, I can't believe I forgot about him. I just feel like, man, now it's like a three-headed race. You got Quinn Snyder. He's the number one in the West. Dot Rivers, the number one in the East. Uh, then you got Monty, what he's doing with the Suns. Of course, CP does deserves a lot of credit for that. DB2, uh, Devin Booker. But honestly speaking, I just feel like, man, he he's definitely worth uh the, that shot too. Honestly, I'm gonna stick with Quinn Snyder as much as I. And I was really on Doc Rivers, but hearing what Lodge said about he hasn't really superseded anything. The expectations were for the Sixers to be a top three team in the East, if not number one. So, but I, Doc Rivers should, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he won either. But Quinn Snyder definitely. 
nobody here had the Utah Jazz going number one. I mean, being the number one seed in the West. Nobody. So, Kyrie. Um, so yeah, I, I really do like the uh the Monty Williams pick. I, I also I also forgot about him, but I I'm, I'm gonna go with Quinn Snyder too. I think he's gonna get it. Quinn Snyder, okay. I mean, all right. So that concludes our our regular season awards, and we'll obviously come back to that another time when uh when it comes out at the end of the regular season, who actually wins the awards. But we want to talk about the M the in play tournament the NBA has proposed. Uh. It's been it's causing a lot of ways in the NBA. Uh, Mark Cuban came out and said it was just it just makes no sense. He completely disagrees with the idea. Uh, so for for some of you guys who don't know what, what the in play tournament is, the in play tournament is basically from the from the seeds of one to seven, they pretty much have their whole spot pretty much settled in. They'll have their whole spot settled in. Then the teams that finish between seven to ten in the standings, they're going to enter the tournament to play in. So basically, the teams that finished from one to six in each conference will be guaranteed playoff spots. So from one to six, guaranteed playoff spots. Seven to ten, they got to fight to even get that chance to have a guaranteed spot. So what's your thoughts about this tournament so far? I mean, Kyrie, lay it to me. What do you think? I mean, I seen we seen the playing tournament last year where the uh, I, I believe the the what was the Blazers and the Grizzlies that played. Yeah, I think it was, like those, it was Blazers and Grizzlies, Blazers and Grizzlies, and it was it was the and they moved, and the Blazers moved on to play the Lakers in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, I seen the, it was the playing tournament last year, and I, I I honestly didn't mind it. Um, I think it's just another level of competition. They they they, they even looked out for the players. It gave them ten games less on the schedule. That's more more time for body maintenance and stuff like that. And instead, you had the playing tournament, which is where uh, the two teams match off. I think it's a one-game series, and then the final game between the last two teams is a two-game series or a three-game series, and then they move on. And I don't mind it. I think uh, Luka Doncic and, and Mark Cuban are just complaining about it because they're in a run for it right now mm. at the bottom of the West, and they know they should. They know they should have beat her right now. Okay. And I think that's why. The, that's that's the reason to me. I think they, they they're a little salty that they they they're in there right now. Oh, I mean, Mar, what, what's your thoughts on the in-play tournament the NBA, you know, proposed and they're going to actually go through with that? What's your thoughts on that, Mar? I just don't see the point of a playing tournament because you have a regular season. So, I mean, if you make people go play a regular season and then you turn around and you say, okay, well, some of y'all, even though your record, like, it makes it here, it stands right here. You still have to play to get in. It just doesn't make any sense compared to somebody who's at the bottom. And really, I yeah, I just really can't understand it. And I can see what um Kyrie said about them complaining because they're in that predicament right now. But at the same time, it just really doesn't make any sense for you to be doing that when you have a regular season. And that's, that's the point of the regular season, to show what you can do and where you'll be contending at. Come postseason. Okay, that's it. You know what? That's fair. Okay, that, that's really fair. I mean, Lodge, what's your thoughts on it? Since we're one and one right now between the end play tournament, what's your thoughts? So my opinion, I, I honestly, other than like you know Mark Cuban bringing up the comments, I kind of feel kind of on on the middle of the fence of it because I understand where teams are coming from, but at the end of the day, considering what we're going through right now and games getting canceled. Like, as you can see, their games or five players were available and ended up playing the game anyway. I feel like games like that and you, you end up getting on, like, your your loss column, you kind of get to kind of have one more chance before the season's over to kind of figure out 
what you're going to do. You're going to make whether you're going to make the playoffs or you're going to sit at home. Now, after all this COVID thing stuff is going on, we go back to an 82 game season. If not, if we end up maybe dropping the 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 the, uh, the total game count, then I can see like maybe that shouldn't be a consistent thing unless like the seeding of the, like the last four teams is very close or whatever. Like like some right. somebody in their division is like pretty much the same division wins or whatever. You want to get that serious, but I don't. I don't know. I just feel like in the moment of what we're going through now, it makes sense. But I don't know if it is on, on like a regular, like, you know, 82 game season, you know, without any like stoppages or cancellations or anything like that. Right. Because the season was shortened uh, compared to the other seasons. OK, that's fair. I, I, I definitely see a point when you made that. I mean, Chris, last but not least, what's your thoughts on the in play tournament? I mean, what like, like so what's your thoughts about it? you think it was something necessary? Or you feel like it was just a waste of time? Chris, um, I think it's a dumb idea. I mean, last year it made sense due to the fact that, you know, a lot of games were taken away due to COVID and just due to the outbreaks and due to the movement during the summer. So I understood why they did it last year. So teams, are, so you really want to give teams a chance. But, like, for the case this year, like Lamar said, what's the point of playing a regular season? If What's the point of it? If you know that there's a chance where even if you're in the top eight, which is considered playoffs, you might not even make it still. Like, I mean, just, I mean, I just think about it like this. If I'm a team, if I'm a middle of the pack team, like the Mavericks are right now, even though they should be middle of the pack, you mean to tell me I have a chance to lose my spot to a team like the Kings just because of a tournament? Mm. You know, and at the end of the day, if that's the case, who wants to see the Kings versus the Lakers in the first round? Or I'm my fault, Kings versus the Jazz. If we already know it's going to be a sweep, basically. All right. That's, listen, I don't see no fault in that argument, honestly. I mean, I don't see no fault in that. I mean, I'm like, like Lodge say, I'm really 50 50 on it, you know, considering what we watched, what Kyrie said last year. But then it's like, after hearing what Chris talked about with his points, now I'm kind of, I'm really 50 50 on it. I'm not sure. But Lodge did highlight something that it was a shortened season this year. Now, by how many games compared to the 82, I'm not exactly sure. But I guess when it comes to that, it makes sense if it was a shortened season, 82 games. 72 games this season. Oh, it's only only 10 games shorter. So, I mean, I'm still 50-50 on it. Had it been a full game season, I mean, 42. Go ahead, Kyrie. So, I feel feel like the playing tournament really came in for, like, you see what's going on in the Easter Conference right now, where there's, like, a a log jam from, I'd say, six or seven down to about the 11th seed where all those teams are fighting really for a playoff spot, and they're all like one, two, three games within each other. And I think the NBA uses this play-in tournament to kind of weed out the weaker links because we want to see the best teams. We want Out of all those teams, out of all the mediocre teams in the East, we want to see the best ones give the, give, uh, give, give the, big, the biggest fighting chance against the first seed, whether that be the, uh, the Sixers or the Nets. So I, that's the only reason – that's one of the other reasons I see the play-in tournament, why they can see it being necessary. So weeding out the week, okay. All right. If that method is was is that's the real goal in the NBA, then I don't really see an issue with that. But besides that, I'm still 50-50 on it. Either way, I still feel like it'll be highly competitive regardless. If we're going to use the bubble from last year as a as a reference, I think it'll still be a highly competitive series. Is it, a, is it worth it? That's a really – it really depends on how you view it. So hearing everyone's standpoint, I'm still 50-50 on it. But – 
that'll conclude episode 35 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and supporting us, whether it be on Instagram, Anchor, Apple, whatever streaming device you are listening to each episode from us. We greatly appreciate it. We will be consistent. We'll continue to pump out uh, episodes accordingly. So everyone have a blessed day. Thanks a lot to my fellow co-hosts. You guys were amazing as usual. Have a great week, everybody.